Well, it's the episode that I don't think anybody specifically asked for, but it's one that I wanted to do. This is the Taylor Swift episode, and I am Brian Samatros, your host of the Tossing Salad podcast. Tonight, we're going to be talking with a friend of mine on Instagram. Her name is Carolina. Uh, I know how to say that and pronounce that because specifically on the top of her Instagram page, she has it phonetically broken down. Carolina, not Carolina, Carolina. And we are going to be talking about Taylor Swift. She's going to be my Taylor Swift Sherpa to go through. She's the Swifty here. And we're going to go through Taylor's career and talk about some of the basically drama, the highlights, all that good stuff, Taylor's music, and especially we're going to hit on a little bit of the latest album, Midnight's. Before we get into that, I didn't get a chance to rank the songs off of her latest album, Midnight's, and I'm going to do that right now in addition to ranking the four color variants of the records. I've got all four of them. I will post a bonus episode so that you guys can watch me basically open them up and you guys can see for yourself the four variants. Here's the four in order of how I think they look. So first one is the mahogany one. Absolutely gorgeous record. If you're going to end up getting one that's going to be kind of different, a different looking record than any other one that you have, the mahogany one I think is the one that is the most different. And then I go with the Jade Green, the Blood Moon, and the Moonstone Blue. Each one of the records was about $27. I still, I can't believe that I ended up buying all four variants. I am just an above average Taylor fan. I enjoy her music, but I wouldn't say that I am at the Swifty level at all. I just, I enjoy her music. I got caught up in buying the records, making the clock super fun. We talk about that in the podcast coming up. And then on the actual album itself, Midnight's album, I'm going to rank the songs from side A and then rank them side B. And I, I will tell you, I can be convinced to move the songs around a little bit. So if you disagree with my order, I totally get it. Let me know in the comments, whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, let me know what your order is, or if I have mine completely wrong, but this is the way that I rank them on each side. It was too hard for me to rank them. So I just went with side A, rank those one through six, and then side B one through six. And I will say, I can actually listen to all the songs. I enjoy the the entire album. All the songs I think are really good. There's just some that I think I prefer a little bit more than others. I am not this music snob in a sense that there may be some songs that I just like because the beat's fun. But this is my ranking on Midnight's Side A, Antihero, Lavender Haze, Snow on the Beach, Maroon, Midnight Rain, and You're on Your Own Kid. That is side A. That's how I rank them. Let me know what you guys think. Side B, I have Karma, Labyrinth, Bejeweled, Vigilante Shit, Mastermind, Question, and Sweet Nothing. So what do you guys think? Pretty close to your rankings? Let me know. Uh, Just a word of kind of warning going forward on the Taylor interview. If, I can't believe I've got to say this at the beginning, but... uh, we get a little salty in our vocabulary as does Taylor nowadays, right? We talk about that in the podcast, but I wouldn't necessarily, if you don't care, like if you have some kids that they're listening to the podcast with you in the car or something, and you don't mind some salty language, totally fine. We don't get vulgar. I mean, you know, we never get vulgar here on the podcast, but salty language. Yes. So we're just like Taylor. We get a little salty just just letting you know, I don't want anybody surprised or coming after me in the comments that they didn't expect it and their little kids were listening to the podcast, which are you letting your kids listen to a podcast called Tossing Salad Podcast? I don't know. I'm not one to judge. Anyways, here's the podcast with Carolina Taylor Swift episode. 
because you and I have kind of met each other via Instagram, correct? And it just kind of came up through the gardening type thing so, back in the day. Although I don't, I mean, your account's not really gardening. Uh, no, I tried to to do a spinoff, just gardening, like homestead type content. And honestly, yeah. I was just too lazy to keep up with it. Like I had a dog account and then I had my main account and then I had the garden thing. And I was like, you know, I'm just, there's just too much going on here. So I pulled back, but I actually followed you because I was like, I need to find somebody in the same zone that I am. So I know like right. where I'm at timeline wise and how bad I suck this year. <laughs> well, I, I, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I suck also. And this is my worst year probably ever just in uh, motivation and giving a fuck about this or that. I just, I, not to not to veer off into a negative part of the podcast here, which you know everybody always loves the the tea spilled on negativity or whatever. But you know you do this for such a long time, anyways. I've been doing it for eight years, nine years. I forget how long, and I just I get kind of tired of doing the same thing. I love gardening; it's a, a therapy thing for me. But that's why I spun off into doing the podcast because one, I have to be doing something kind of different and creative after a certain amount of time or I just I'm just I zone out and I'm just I'm bored with what I'm doing yep I totally get it totally get it so this is your first on camera on air podcast where you're an actual the talent in front yes correct? I, I like to be behind the scenes but we made a special exception well I, I appreciate you doing that for me and so with that being said I guess this would be your first Taylor Swift specific podcast that you're going to be my expert my my sherpa through the taylor swift fandom let's hope so <laughs> i gotta do her proud so, you know well this is a thing that i thought would be kind of fun and interesting it's a little bit outside of the scope of gardening but my whole podcast is pretty much taking people that i have met within gardening and there's just really fascinating people behind the accounts, people that I get along with. You and I have a very unique sense of humor on a lot of different things. I think when we first started kind of talking back and forth and within the gardening realm, you were the person that whenever I had critter issues, you know, deer coming in or whatever, and if deer needed to be taken care of, and I understand there's a lot of people that are on whatever sides of handling their deer, but when you go through and have deer that completely decimate your garden, you start thinking about if something were to happen to the deer and I just didn't know about it, so be it. And you were the one that I'm like, you're the closest to me of everybody that I know here on Instagram. I'm literally as a crow flies, but we're kind of separated by that, that river or something. Mm -hmm. So it would take forever to get to you or you to get to my garden. Yes. I had... Uh, one slight advantage over you, and that was if the deer were decimating my garden, I could just shoot him and nobody would know. <laughs> yeah, so completely different uh, scenario. So that's how you and I kind of started, but I think... I think it was the squirrels. You're like, the squirrels are just eating everything. I'm like, shoot up! And, and squirrels, I'm just like, you know, at this point, which is, which is kind of... I've actually come across squirrel accounts people keeping squirrels as pets either on tiktok or on instagram people have like a baby oh, squirrel they have furniture for the squirrel There's yeah a squirrel house and a picnic table and, and so it's just one of those things to where i'm just like look i've got enough to kind of go around for a while but when they become a nuisance like i said so be it nature takes its course or uh, a friend or a neighbor takes its course and there you go yeah. but i thought that the the taylor swift thing would be a great one-off episode because there is no doubt that she is this bigger than life brand personality that has been around for she we're in 2022 when did she first come up like early 2000s she she came on the scene at 13 so she she was actually born in Pennsylvania and had this dream of like becoming you know big in music and when her parents decided to like take her seriously. They uprooted everybody in the family and moved to Nashville. And she started out as a country music singer. So, and what, what year basically was that? Cause I remember her country album 
that was I want to or the country phase. I want to say it was like two thousand and six ish, maybe kind of around the middle. Yeah, in that whole area there might have been a little. And later. I remember her. I remember her coming on the scene on the country side of things, and the big buzz with her is that she wrote all of her songs, right? Yeah. She's a good songwriter back being so young. And then I listened to her music because uh, that was still at the tail end of me in my country phase. I was very much mid-90s. In my college years, I was coming out of my rap phase and my R&B phase into my country phase, which was, you know, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, all that stuff that everybody, for the most part, kind of listened to late nineties, early two thousands. She came on the scene. And then like the, the, one of the first controversial things that I remember about her just from reading headlines and stuff is that, Oh, she's leaving country and she's going pop. And like that's when I first started hearing people kind of going after her. Um, so she, uh, I think the first like really big drama thing that happened with her was she, was big in country. Like her first ever hit on the billboards was, uh, I think Tim McGraw actually. And that's the first song mm-hmm. I ever heard. And I did not listen to country music. She's three years younger than I am. And okay. I didn't start listening to country music until I moved to Missouri, which was like five years ago. So I heard she, her. She's like 30, right? She, she's 32 and I'm okay, 35. 32. So, okay. But I, I heard her country song on like a pop radio station that I listened to. And I was like, you know, well, it is what it is, but it's catchy. I liked it. I liked the way it sounded. You know, the lyrics weren't like, they didn't really speak to me, but I liked the way that it sounded. And I'm big on like the sound of music. If I think it's catchy, you know, I'll, I'll break out the phone. I'll hit the Shazam and I'll be like, okay, I'll add it to the playlist. Um, But she actually won a video music award. Um, for like best video of the year and that's when mm. the beginning of the kanye drama started so in that i remember that too yeah right? so she's like up there giving her speech like saying thank you you know basically like for giving me this even though like i'm in country music and he runs up there and he's like i'm gonna let you finish or whatever but beyonce had the best video like of all time and she just like stood up there <laughs> it was like right uh okay so and was that do you think that was kind of the big pop culture moment that not only just people that listen to that music but because i mean like our parents or whatever would they see this happening and that kind of put her out there like super big yeah i mean there's a lot of people that reacted to it like even the president at the time was like kanye's a douche like she's she's 17 years old when this happened like she's just a baby so she's just up there trying to be like thank you. I love Jesus and I love my fans. And he runs up there and kind of ruins her moment. And then she went quiet for a little while. And I think was like, you know, how do I like bring my head out of the sand and like recover from this? And that's when she kind of started. Your attraction, your attraction to her music, like you were casually just like, Oh yeah. I mean, I'd like a couple of the songs or something. Was it more the music or were you more, kind of drawn to her personally because you guys are roughly the same age. I'm just kind of curious. I, um, I'm big on like poetry and I really like her lyrics. Like for me, she, sometimes she puts out songs where the lyrics like really speak to me. Other times she puts out songs where it's like the beat, you know, the rhythm and I just want to dance and have a party or whatever. Right. Um, but I mean, age wise, I always was just like, Oh, she's just so young, but she's really not that much younger than me. Right. And do you think that as it is right now, because I was talking to my wife the other night and I was like, I don't know necessarily if she still appeals to the younger female demographic, the young girls like her. uh, Does she, you think like who is her demographic now? Because back then it was definitely the young girls, the preteens, the teens. It's, you know, she still, she still sings about kind of the same stuff, you know, like, the love and falling in love and whatever and heartbreak and whatnot. But the style has changed, I think a lot. So it went from like the, the, the really poppy, like upbeat kind of faster songs mm-hmm. to, and I argued with my sister about this, about the new album. She's, she's like, what did you think? And I'm like, 
I like it, but like I kind of miss like the poppy songs, like the more upbeat, the faster. She's like, yeah, I do too. And I was like, it's it's kind of indie for me. And she's like, it's not indie. And I'm like, what is it? She's like, slow pop. Is that even a thing? Slow pop? Yeah, but I, I think it also, and not that I'm this music uh, expert or anything like that, but I mean, I think for sure her music has kind of matured a little bit. And I think at some point you're going to come out with like slow poppy love ballads and stuff like that, that are a little different than what they were when she was younger. I kind of feel but like did you... her last three albums were that. And I don't, well, I love you... them all, but it's just, I kind of miss like the shake it off days, you know, like right. the, I knew you were trouble when you walked in or IDK about you, but I'm feeling 22. Like she's definitely not feeling 22 anymore. I don't think. Well, I'm sure that we're going to get some more of those songs on the next few albums. And then the other, so here's, here's the interesting thing as a 47 year old male that is very late to the Taylor scene and listening and just kind of paying attention to her. I think where I finally went from just casually enjoying her music. I never bought her stuff when she came on. I I mean, I'd listened to it. Obviously very catchy. I respected her writing skills. And I thought that, especially with her videos and what she did with her fans, there was always more value to what she gave back than what people were buying to either get her her albums or to go see her. She, she, she overdoes you know, in a, in a positive way. Like she really puts into, it's an event. Mm -hmm. Videos are an event. It's a spectacle. It definitely is. Spectacle. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's a, that's a great uh, way to do it. And for me, what really caught my attention with in the last few years is the issue that she had with her publishing or whatever, where the scooter Braun, who was her manager or something, explain that to me. Her, original record label was purchased by this man scooter Braun or whatever and essentially they purchased like all the masters rights to her first six albums so if she wanted to use her own music on something like the songs that she you know wrote and sang they could tell her no so that was a really big thing for her to be able to use her own music so she fought that legally for quite some time and eventually was able to that's why she's like re-releasing old albums under taylor's version because she and i think that's that's the thing that's the baller move that i took notice of her being this savvy business woman Mm -hmm. to basically say okay well fuck you i'll just go re-record all my stuff and the great thing was is like all of the streaming services were like on her side and would only stream my understanding would only stream Taylor's version. Mm -hmm. So as all of this was kind of happening, I was like, I I was getting caught up in the drama as a, as a 40, I don't know when this all took place, but this 45 year old male. And that's what kind of got me into taking notice and getting caught up in the spectacle. That is the drama on the sidelines of her life. And I was like, well, good for her to kind of take control and to try to get back what she thought that now what happened to her happens to like almost everybody in the music industry, right? She just wanted the, she wanted the opportunity to buy it yeah, and she so, just wasn't given it. Well, the, the claims are that the guy that sold her record label originally gave her like the chance to buy it. And at the time she wasn't interested, mm-hmm. but whether that's true or not, who knows? And I think, um, a lot of it had to do with like she was filming a documentary for Netflix also and right. like wanted to use her music in it, you know, because she's got like yeah. videos of her as a kid, you know, like she got a guitar for Christmas and she's so excited. But the music they play in the background, they were like, yeah, you can't use any of it from the first six albums. And she was like, what do you mean? Like, it's mine, you know? Right. So she basically just said, I'll oh, shove it. I'll just do it I again. Mean- was that just not a badass move for her to do that? I just hell yeah. I mean, the time it takes to to record an album, you know what I mean, and to do it six times over after you've already done it once—that's crazy. On top of so making you, new so, music. 
Right. Well, what? So, what do you think? I I would imagine you've got all of her, basically all of, all of her albums. Uh, actually, so you've got... no, I do not. Oh, you don't. Um, so record wise, I've only just started collecting. So the only Taylor Swift record I own is Midnight's the new one, but okay. I do have um a lot of her like CDs, which is like an extinct thing these days. Uh, but some of them are signed, so like I'm never gonna get rid of them. <laughs> so. Wow. So, but how do you feel about having the older music, and then now you have Taylor's version? Do you feel like you have to be? I can only l- listen to Taylor's version, and then all of the old stuff is just gonna go up on a wall. And no, no. Do you prefer the old stuff? I mean, no. I think it sounds it sounds pretty much the same. You know what I mean? And. It's already on my phone. Like I, I use Spotify for everything. Yeah. So if it's already downloaded and you know, I don't know if they like secretly switched out versions on my Spotify, like we'll take down the original and make it Taylor's version. And I just had no idea, but it's there on the playlist. And when I want to listen to it, I just hit play. So we'll see. I'll be curious if you look into that after the podcast, because I thought the understanding was like Spotify and all the streaming services were all going on her side and anytime anybody wanted to stream her music, it would the default would be Taylor's version if if she had re-recorded that. So And I I would like to assume that if you were to go into a record store right now and buy an original album, that it would be like astronomically more expensive. You know? Right. Than it than right. the Taylor's versions now or whatever. Right. Now, are you going to go... So, you're just now getting into vinyl. Yes. You just said you bought the... You said you bought the latest... Well, the only vinyl record that you have is Midnight's, which is her latest album. I bought the Lavender edition. The Lavender? Yes. The Lavender. It was a special, I think, Target collaboration or whatever. I saw the, the first four, you know kind of drop and I missed it. You know, I missed like the pre-order now or whatever. And they were like sold out. Um, but when I saw the announcement for the lavender one, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm jumping on the, the bandwagon. So I did buy it. Well, here's I, and so I'm going to be very upfront and honest with you and everybody else. So I do have, I think the lavender is the lavender specifically the target one then? So is there five vari- or five versions? Yeah, there's there's the first four. It's like um, there's there's a blue one. There's like jade, mahogany, and some other one. See, I'm such a terrible fan that I don't even know. But if you turn it over, you know they make like a clock and a picture and like the she's very into um, numerology, like and right. Easter eggs and all kinds of crazy stuff. So the the swift. Well, I want to show it. you. So I have here's the So you have the blue, blue one. Moonstone. And then this is I forget what color this one is. <laughs> here's the mahogany. So are you are you trying to sell these at some point or what? And then I picked up the blood moon. So I've got all four. I can make the clock. And how and why I did that, I can't tell you. I got caught up in the whole phenomenon, and I'm like, why am I buying four fucking copies? I see, I love her. I do. But I, that's why I was like, I, I walked into a record store um, in Kansas City when I was at a concert this past weekend, and they had three of the other colors, right? And I sat there, and I'm like, it's only like. I don't know, twenty twenty seven dollars, whatever, and I could have like three more, right. and then I was like, I'm not fucking buying three of the same thing. Like, just, just no. So I did not. I resisted the. And urge. you're a self described Swifty, you said, there, right? I feel like there are different levels of. I think there's only Swifty-ism. one level if you're a Swifty. No way, though, because there's different kinds. They literally have different kinds of Swifties. Like, you could be a um like a Gaylor. Right. So have you heard of a Gaylor before? No. Explain. So this is why I'm having you on. So the Gaylor Swifties are like convinced Uh that she's bisexual. Okay. And so like in this record, Lavender Haze, they were like, that's definitely like a song about 
bisexuality because lavender is like a big color, you know, for that kind of thing and whatever. And then she actually came on and like interviewed with somebody and she was like, yeah, no, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's actually like about my boyfriend or whatever. And they were like, well, shit. And it's just, there is, there are different kinds of Swifties. They, they've like, I think they're, they're called stands. So the stands are like the super extreme Swifties. So if she like like the stalking kind, no, like the okay. Oh. So, um, have you ever heard of like the Netflix show Jenny and Georgia? No. So there is this Netflix show Jenny and Georgia, and I guess at one point in one of the episodes they made a joke about her that was like, oh, you know, so and so has been with more men than Taylor Swift has, and she like found out about it and tweeted like, hey, um, at Jenny and George that Netflix or whatever 2010 called and it wants it's like sad misogynistic comment back or whatever and all the Swifty fans got that were like that saw it they were pissed off they were like well fuck these people and like went on Netflix and like totally tanked all of the reviews for the show and it never got renewed right. she like wow she shut it down so there's... well it, it doesn't surprise me the people the Swifty level type people that follow her I mean will go to every end of the earth to defend and promote and everything. And I, I, again, I don't know what got into me. I was just going to buy one. And then I was like, Oh, but I can get four and make a clock, which I'm not going to make a clock. I love that you did that. But I will say I, when I pulled out each of the records as I was looking at them again, you know, each of the inserts inserts were different. So she she wasn't lazy about that. And then the records are just beautiful pieces. Real like the mahogany one. I'm like, oh my I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's it's just beautiful. And I'm listening to it and I'm like, my God, I'm a 47 year old guy. What what am I doing? What level am I? And uh, I haven't even opened mine yet. Oh, you haven't? No. And I might not. Like the CDs that I have that are signed by her, I have um folklore and evermore. Those are still yeah. in the plastic too. Well, if they're signed, you don't want to open them up, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't I don't want to ever plan on getting rid of them, but when, So when you say signed, are they signed? You bought them like that or you actually took it and she signed them? Uh, I have a friend that works in the music industry that has Stop. has blessed me with these as like Christmas gifts throughout the year. Oh. So. Well, you She's like, "Oh, will you take no a big picture. Deal. I just pulled a string or whatever and I'm just like, "Oh my god." Will you will you uh, take a picture and post it to your Instagram or something later on? And I then will. when this airs, I'll I'll have everybody go and take a look <laughs> at that because I think that would be that would be cool because the people that are gonna be that are gonna listen to this episode, they're not gonna be the people that hate her, right? I would hope. So the not. people I don't know the people it's, that are gonna it's she, what so that that's weird to me. Like I I know that you can like not like somebody but to to like come out and be like i hate her like have you ever met her no i mean you might not agree with the stuff that she does i don't agree with all the stuff that she does but i don't ever think that i could sit down and be like i definitely hate this person like kanye he's a douche but i don't i don't hate him because i don't know him you know well here okay so here's an interesting segue here so i ran a poll on my instagram page the other day and i want your i want your take your interpretation of this now the people that follow me, you know, I don't have a scientific breakdown of everybody, but for the most part, they're all people within garden community. Eighty uh, percent, according to the statistics on there, are women. Twenty percent male, and so take that for what it's worth. So her album comes out. I'm getting ready to do, or thinking about doing a podcast, and I ran a poll. Because I had a few people make comments about, I just, I pick up on certain things because everybody's playing her one song right now. Anti-hero. Hi, it's me. Yeah. The anti-hero. anti-hero. Yeah. Which I love. I love that song. It's a very catchy song. And it, it, so I, I wrote a thing. I said, I'm a totally serious question. Where are you on Taylor Swift? And I had four things that you could vote on in the poll. The four things were Swifty level. I like her music indifferent or vomit the vomit emoji and so 
at the at the Swifty level, eleven percent. I like her music, twenty nine percent. Indifferent, forty two percent, and then the vomit emoji, eighteen percent. Does that surprise you or no? Um, I would say no, because she's been on the scene for a long time. You know what I mean? Like she, she like is on the radar and then she's not for a while. Cause usually yeah, she'll disappear. Well, her pattern is like every two years or so she puts out a new record. So, um, she, she actually broke that pattern once she like released a record in 2014 she would have released one in 2016, but there was more Kanye West drama. That's when she like was a social pariah for a while. So she took a year off and then put out. Explain that one. Oh, um, Re- refresh my memory. So the that one was um, Kanye West wrote a song called Famous. And there was a lyric in that song that was like, me and Taylor Swift are still going to have sex. And then I made that bitch famous. And so. Okay. He um, had said that, like, he asked her for permission, like, to use that that lyric in his song. And originally it was like, no, 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 he never asked her. Like, she had no idea. Or he asked her about using the lyrics in the song, but he never said, like, I made that bitch famous. And then Kim, who is still his wife at the time, leaked, like, like, they were recording this phone conversation between... Kanye and Taylor and so I I don't know if Taylor had any idea I'm assuming not but they recorded the conversation and like yes they definitely did ask her for permission but they never actually said like what the lyrics were gonna be so uh, it was this big thing for a while where the internet was like she's a liar like she's making all this up oh my god and you know they only showed part of the the secret footage that was recorded later the rest the rest of it came out and it kind of cleared her name, so. But but so after that, and it was you said about 2015, 2016, the, and then so she was. So yeah, so she would have released an album in 2016, but she did not. And then the next album came out, and it was Reputation. And that's the okay. one, you know, where she's basically like, fuck all of you guys. Um, I love the videos yeah, out of that uh, yeah. album, yeah. There's a lot of Swifty Easter egg conspiracies about that album, like, uh. In some of the music videos, there's like, uh, like a, an image of her like, cutting off a plane or something that says like TS, six, which would have been like her sixth album or whatever, that was just like canceled, and you know all the Swifties are like it's because Kanye like totally put her on blast and she waited to release the album and so um, Karma on the new album everybody's like it's definitely about that. And, like, the tie is, uh, there was a previous record that she had written where there was a Kanye diss track that was number 11, and also Karma, which is, like, what goes around comes around, is number 11 on the new one, so that's definitely about Kanye. Like, the the conspiracy Swifties, like, get really into that, so. See, I love... I, I don't understand half of the conspiracy things and people linking this to that and oh, kind of what you so, were saying there. So the number yeah, thing is ahead. crazy. So she released Midnight's on the day that she turned 12,000 years old. Like, th- how do you plan that in advance? You know what I mean? Like th- That goes back to what I was saying before that she, it's a, it, yeah, like you said, it was it's a spectacle. She, it's a, an, an event. It's all well planned out. It's more entertainment than just what the music is, the lyrics, and then now how she plans all these things and ties things into the music videos, how they kind of signal, oh my God, well, uh, there were clues that possibly the next re-released album is uh, uh, 1989. Is that the... 1989 is already out. They were already saying, out? So okay. like the one that I think you're thinking of is the one that she was going to release when the Kanye thing happened and it was supposed to be called Karma and like it okay. it never came out. So there was like an, a whole record that she had already written that she scrapped because her reputation, you know, was tarnished. Then she rewrote some of it or scrapped some of it. I don't know, but that's how reputation was born. So 
I, I love it. I, it's just there's so much to kind of dive into. It's and crazy. For she she goes all into. I mean, there's always there's references in some of her song lyrics. It's like, where was I April 29th? And they're like, okay, there's got to be something about April 29th. Like, where was she? You know, what's she doing? And it's like some Calvin Harris Met Gala thing and a whole nother a whole nother rabbit hole that you have to go down. Oh, it's like it's like following a true crime podcast and trying to figure out who killed who and, and how they did it and connecting the dots. And that's. That's part of the the show, the Taylor show of everything that she does, which is why I, I'm just kind of into it, and I've gotten more progressively into it each year. Um, I I was not surprised necessarily at the poll outcome, and I think I, the one thing, if I were, if I was to be kind of surprised, is that for the most part, I and I even look at indifferent at 42%, being kind of a positive thing. I would agree. So, you know, for 70, 80, 82, 80, I'm not very good at math, 80% plus to actually have a, a positive vibe about her or whatever, or they're just indifferent. I'm sure that there's some songs that people are like, oh yeah, it's, but for only 18% to be like, oh, and I, and I think when you break that 18% down, kind of going off of what you were saying, like, how can you just hate? Like, what has she actually done to where you actually hate her? Or might I, be, I think like, a lot of it's just backlash from her popularity and just being out there all the time. And oh yeah, every I mean, reel and TikTok is using her song. So you get sick of it. You get tired of it. And I, I get it. Well, you're in a profession where, like, you literally, every day that you wake up, like, the attitude of millions of straight billions of strangers that you've never met before is going to dictate how your day goes. And today yeah. they might like you. And tomorrow they might hate you. Like, yeah, that sucks, I think. And I go through stages, like, I will use Ed Sheeran as an example. I liked a lot of Ed Sheeran's music at the beginning. And then there were, there was like a middle portion where everything that he put out, I was just like not picking, I was not picking it up. So I was like, sure. it's just not my cup of tea. And then the last couple songs that he's released, like Shivers, I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm back on the Ed Sheeran train. So, you know, I've maybe you fluctuate, but to just say that, like, you can't stand somebody, I don't know. I don't get it. Would you be able to sum up your music taste right now? Uh, <laughs> or no? Um, so Too I, hard. No, I think the, the best way to describe this is um, my same friend that, like, I've been fortunate enough to be gifted Taceway CDs from. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, she works with an organization that's heavily involved in the music industry, the Alley Coalition. You should look it up. Okay. Um, but uh, she um, invites me to a lot of shows that I normally would never go to because nine times out of ten, I've never heard of these people before. So sure. I actually went to, I think it was a Muna concert with her, and that was like the headliner and um, I've never heard of them before, but, you know, everybody else that, that's there has. And there was an opener for them. And I'm sitting there and I'm like listening to the song and I like it. So, you know, I take on my phone and I hit the Shazam button. And I guess I wasn't paying attention because I didn't know that, like, you know, she was kind of like looking at me over over my shoulder. And she's like, I just love that you do that, you know, like you just show up to like a show that you've never been to before and like something, you know, catches your ear and you're just like, no, I'll Shazam it and save it for later. So I just, if I like what I hear, I'll, I'm into it, you know, and I'll explore right. further. So like I said, yeah, explain Shazam for some of us that may not know what Shazam is. So Shazam is an app where, um, if you have a song playing in the background and it's like not stupid loud, like doesn't really work well at a club where okay. everybody's yelling. But if you hit the button, um, it somehow magically sends something to the internet gods and it'll like return the artist and the name of the song for you. So you, you can save it for later or whatever. And it okay, keeps, so like if my, it keeps if my mom history. was out and about at the grocery store and WAP were to come on and she's like, Ooh, I kind of like this song. Yeah. And she's, pulls out her phone and Shazam and she'll be, Oh, this is WAP. Yes. That's a, that's an interesting song choice for your, for your mom. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to drink to that. 
Well, there you go. Well, I, I've got, so I'm also kind of curious. So one of the other things that kind of got me involved a little more with Taylor within the last few years, and this is probably my first foray into when I was like, you know, I want to pick up that uh, record also was the whole thing with Jake Gyllenhaal and the sweater or uh, what the red what cardigan yeah, well the cardigan was the sweater that you're probably thinking of but that yeah. she left at his sister's house or something and then there was this 10 minute version of a song and i was like okay now i've got to i've got to go check this out because i'm hearing you know people kind of talking about it or whatever and i think she went on snl and then she played it there and i was like i kind of like the song you know, and then I listened to the 10 minute version and then I got caught up in the whole drama of her and Jake and everything. And then all of a sudden he had to kind of, yeah, you know, he's yeah. like, oh shit. She's you know, all he likes are girls that are like but 30 the, years younger or yeah. something. So they, they were a thing and then she was too young for him. But then he started dating somebody else that was younger than her and it was a big deal. And I mean, she, I think she's said on multiple occasions that she does not know how to take a joke and doesn't take criticism well. So mm -hmm. that's, I guess, just her way of lashing out is like, uh, I'm going to just get my revenge on you through this song. That's beautiful. <laughs> and last do you minutes. think? Do you think all of this is part of the show business for her? Like everybody, if whoever she dates and then she writes a song about, they all, we, I mean, they all know, this she'll write a song or do you think there is a little bit of a malicious, like, eh, maybe she shouldn't do it. Like, do you have a take on that? I mean, I, so working in marketing and being in PR in the past, there's gotta be some kind of PR angle to everything. Cause even in her documentary, there is a part where, um, she had talked about how like she openly never spoke about politics because like it was just easier, you know, to maintain her image. And every time somebody would ask her like, how are you going to vote? You know, she's like, I'm just privileged enough to have the right to vote, but I'm a 22 year old singer and nobody really wants to hear my views about politics. They just want to hear me sing. Right. So like that was the spin, but then there was an incident where, um, there was like a radio DJ or something and they were taking a picture together and supposedly, well, it, it, since then it's been like they ruled in her favor, but he like shoves his hand up her dress or whatever and like, you know, sexually assaulted her. And, uh, she changed her view about uh, speaking on politics after that, because, um, so when her family moved to Tennessee or whatever, you know, the, the, the person that was running for senator or governor or whatever at the time uh, was like not in agreement with her political views. And she's like, you know, I've just been like muzzled for so long that after what's happened to me, I, I don't want to be anymore and I want to speak out about it. So. And was that on that situation, that specific one that you're talking about, didn't they have like either photo or video? They had, they had a photo of it. Something like that. And then there were like seven witnesses also that you know had actually seen it happen so yes they ruled in her favor and after that like you know she, there was like a there there were several songs that she wrote like that were very political about how she felt mm -hmm. on certain things so and then uh like the and I, her, the amount that she won or something it wasn't like a oh she so like a, they he sued her for like millions of dollars and she countersued for a dollar one, right one dollar right. okay i remember that and she yeah. just wanted to be like fuck you dude like yeah you know so is is some of the stuff that she does for publicity probably like there's a big thing about um she had written like a tweet or like well i guess it was a letter to like apple music you know and it was they're all like oh it was just a pr stunt you know because it was good for them and it was good for her is it true i don't know but in her documentary, when the when the political thing comes up, there are clips of like her sitting in a room with her team and like her parents, and she's arguing with her dad, and he's like, 
you just shouldn't talk about stuff like this. Like, we're concerned for your safety, you know, whatever. And she's just like, I'm just done not talking about it. Like, I need to do this for me and I'm not just, I need you to forgive me, dad, kind of thing. So most of your, the people that you hang out with, let's say your friends or whatever, are they, do they have similar music tastes and are they into Taylor Swift as well? Or are you kind of like, is it Uh, not necessarily a joke, but they're just like. I hang out with mostly guys because I live in the country and those are like the only people near my age or whatever. So we Mm -hmm. have, we have like similar music tastes when it comes to like country music or like you know, rock music or whatever, but I'll sneak in the occasional pop song or something that's like catchy. And they're not like, I would never say that they're Swifties, but I'm pretty sure that I could drag somebody to a concert and they'd be like, yeah, I'll go. I mean, they're, they're probably, would you say at least indifferent and be like, well, if you enjoy listening and if you guys are hanging out, because I, you know, that's another thing that I found like with her albums, I don't know if I necessarily have like a favorite song or whatever, but I know that of the ones that I have, I can just play the record and just play through the whole thing. And I, it's, it's all good stuff. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I don't think anybody that I'm friends with, like hates it. Um, and I, I could probably name maybe three or four people that I know, like love it. Like I do, but most of them are like, you know, if if she comes on, like, I'm not going to press skip. But I'm not like they might not go out of their way to be like, Alexa, play Midnight Rain, you know? No, I, I totally get it. So on the new album and you said that it's not necessary. It's not the upbeat pop that you kind of like some of her other songs or whatever. But is there a couple on there that you're like, eh, I kind of like uh, there? I like almost all of the entire thing. I and I think this is against popular opinion. A lot of people I know are like, I love vigilante shit. And I'm like, that's my least favorite one, dude. Like, I don't know. It's just. I'm... And why Why is that? Because I, I I think it's kind of, a, it's a different sound that's, on the album. I think it's, that's you it. know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not. Midnight Rain is my favorite. Um, but I like Sweet Nothings, you know? I, I would say vigilante shit. And then probably like Labyrinth and maybe even Lavender Haze are like my bottom three for that yeah. record. I just, but that's not bad because you, like you said, you you like them all. But if you were, yeah, if you were ranking right. them, yeah, I I would not like skip any of them, but I would definitely play them in a specific order. You know, if I wanted to, you fall wouldn't play it in Taylor's order that she has it on her would not, album. Would not. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I always skip. I I'll play Maroon. I'll skip Lavender Haze. I'll play Maroon, and then I'll let it play for like the next till Vigilante shit. But see, I think that's the that's the digital way of doing it. But when you put the actual record on, you have to listen to it the way that she recorded it, that she wants you to listen right, to it. Right. And I actually, um, I ha- my friend that is really into Fall Out Boy, we were having a discussion one time and it was like a group of us. And she was like, if you could pick like from any Fall Out Boy song ever, like if you could make your own set list for a concert, like what would it be? And like, so we all submitted like, what we would what we would do a set list of for fallout boy songs and it was really kind of cool to see where everybody was at because you know nobody had the same closer and they were like oh my right. god like you would close with like alone together or whatever like wow that's just uh, yeah i'm like yeah i would i would be the tearjerker i would that's the fun part of talking with other people that have kind of a passion for the same artist in that case and you're kind of ranking things or how would you put it in a certain set order or whatever. I think that would be kind of fun. One of the more current things that I've seen on Reddit regarding midnights and, you know, you get people that everybody has their own opinion about stuff. And one of the things I know that some people were getting on to this latest album of hers is the fact that she was saying, dropping fuck here and there, and just like her language is getting so dirty or something. And I kind of just roll my eyes at things like that. And I don't know why she is, like, to those people that are complaining about it, her music is maturing. As we mature, our language kind of matures also. And I don't think necessarily she's just throwing out the word fuck just to throw it out there. I think it fits into either how she talks or not like she's swearing like a sailor all the time, but mm-hmm. a, a lot of us throw words out like that in real life anyways. And I don't understand why it's held against her all of a sudden to where, well, she can't, 
I, use words like that in some songs? I think she started out as like so wholesome, you know, and it's it's been an evolution, right? But she gets knocked for saying fuck. Meanwhile, you can say wet ass pussy. Sorry, mom. And like nobody cares because, oh, you know, like they do it all the time. Like that's probably PG compared to most of the shit that they say. Um, so I, I think it's cool. More power to her, man. She should just release a song that's like all swear words and piss off everybody. Her next song will be like wetter, wetter <laughs> ass pussy or something. God. If she was just throwing it out just to say the word fuck, then I'd be like, yeah, I mean, when I listen to the songs, they just, they fit. It just fits. It's just part of the, like you were talking before about the poetry and I, I I think that just it just makes the song relate better yeah, to me. I mean, and you know what I'm saying? If if it's truly like channeling her inner emotions about a certain thing, like maybe it does piss her off to the part where right. she just says "fuck" or "shit" or whatever. Yeah. So it doesn't bother you? Oh no, absolutely okay. not. I just it's I I think like like you said before, you know, at the beginning her demographic was like younger generation girls so she maybe she couldn't piss off the moms and whatever and now that she's older i mean 32 like somebody's really gonna censor you for saying fuck so and i don't know if we necessarily answered that question from earlier do you think she appeals to young girls now or that's just not her demographic um i don't see i don't i just don't see young girls not that i I, I just I don't run around in that crowd. My kids are teenagers, yeah, but right. even preteens, I just I don't see them. I don't. Are they? I don't either. Like so, back in the day, like we are never getting back together. Like I could totally see a high school girl being like, Wee! you know, after yeah. a breakup or whatever. But um, now, like on this album, I don't really think that there's anything like younger girls would be like yeah i can totally relate to that maybe i mean if they find the song catchy lyric wise i don't i don't know and i don't right. know if they're actually listening to lyrics either maybe they are just listening for a good tune which i mean a lot of people do i do sometimes also but i i kind of think that her audience has kind of grown with her you had mentioned before we started recording here you're working on a podcast where your friends were talking like harry potter or something so yes. that audience that followed Harry Potter when they first started they were all we were all young kids when we first started but then as the movies went on as the books went on that audience also got older um that's how I kind of view her audience mm -hmm. and demographic but I I do think it's why because well shit I mean I'm I'm 47 and then I'm sure there's a wide range of people that still kind of, you know, follow her. And she obviously has a huge influence no matter what she does. I think so, for sure. I mean, there have been, like, people that I've heard say, like, she is the music industry, you know? I mean, and she's huge. She really is huge. Yeah, she wasn't even, uh, she was one of the artists that was withholding her songs, right, from streaming? Yeah, um, that was a big thing, too. You know, she just... And that she fought for that, which I think is pretty cool. Like when she has something that she like truly believes in and fights for it, she does make change. I think we, this has been a fun podcast, a, a one off of just talking about Taylor Swift. And you said there's many different levels of Swifty. So I'll give you that. Okay. And then <laughs> I'm a casual fan that is coming on kind of late, but I kind of get involved with, I enjoy the, the record collecting and some of the drama that, you know, goes with her. Are you do are you going to be going to the concert that's coming up? I know a lot of people have been trying to get Dude, tickets I, for that. They're, she's not coming to St. Louis. No, um, but I did wait five hours in a imaginary line for for the chance to purchase tickets. You know, and if, so you don't know yet. You won't know, I think, until like November fifteenth if you were chosen or not. Um, and I actually, I've done this before with a different band, um, 21 pilots who I really love. They did the same thing, but it was m mainly, they played, they're from Columbus, Ohio. I'm from Ohio also, okay. but Cleveland. So when they go on tour, they usually play a bunch of bars that they played before they got big. So like very, very small venues and they will do the same thing. They'll do like a register here for the chance to like be able to purchase tickets to like our dive bar venue. And I've never um, 
been chosen for that. And I've seen 21 Pilots in concert, like, probably five times. I'm just like, what do you mean I'm not chosen? Like, I'm obviously your biggest fan. Sure. So um, I am hoping to go to the show. Uh, I don't know if I'll be picked. Now, is it, are you in a waiting line for a specific location? Like, are you wait, in waiting so for you, Kansas City or Chicago or what? You wait, like, for for the general line just to, to register. But then they do ask you, like, what are your top three choices? So I hit Kansas City, and then I hit Denver because it's a stadium tour, and I'm a Broncos fan, so mile high, obviously. But cool. I did not put a number three because every time I've done it for 21 Pilots, they're like, denied so i'm like superstitious about it like maybe if i if i just do two i'll have a better chance now if it was a matter of going to see her in concert or not would you go see her wherever in the continental u.s <sighs> depending on the, and like is she the, that the big timing. for you to work no i mean because even like so if i get a chance to buy tickets for the arrowhead portion of the tour like in kansas city it's like July fucking 7th. I'm going to be sweating my ass off. I did it for Motley Crue this year. Um, their show was in July, like a couple of days after my birthday. And I mean, we sat in the fucking sun for five hours and just cooked. The show was great. <laughs> but would you do it again? For I would Motley totally. Crue? I would do it again. Oh, yeah. Would you do it for Taylor? I would. And I'm and I, I am, I'm going to say I'm sad that it's a stadium thing. I understand why, because she's, you know, so big or whatever. But I would love to see her do, like, just a very small venue type deal. And she'd probably be like, well, I'm not going to do that because I have these, like, secret recordings at all my apartments all the time. You just have to be, you know, a Well, Swifty. that's why you have your friend. <laughs> Your friend can hook you up I don't with think, one of these. I'm not sure that I could be hooked up quite like that, but it would be cool. She and and Taylor, she's she um will say that she Tay lurks. So she'll like go on social media and like find all these super fans and whatever and send them like sweet little messages or whatnot or or invite them to one of these like secret hearings or screenings or whatever the hell they're called of her albums. Like who would be like Hey, internet stranger, like come to my house in New York so you can listen to my music with me. Like it's kind of weird, but whatever. I would totally do well, it. Who knows when the, when the podcast drops, she's going to be like, what is this Taylor Swift podcast with these two? You have to tag her publicist and, um, I think her label or something. There are like two accounts that you have to tag if you want to even like even the remote chance of being seen by her. Real? Okay. Well, I, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you can, if you don't mind, let me know what I need to tag. So when this goes live and I'm hoping within a few weeks to have this go live. So I know how to tag it. And then when I put out all the clips and, and whatnot, we're going to get you in. I want you to go. I don't want, I mean, I think it would be great to go, but I don't want to go. On a sta- I, I certainly don't want to go stand out and be hot or cold. It's I'm gonna a be very hot like, and it's going to be long because every um, tour date she's got two openers, so they'll probably both play for at least forty five minutes plus the breaks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, it's just too much. I'm I'm so grumpy nowadays. Every concert I've been to, and nobody I will think be back. sitting. I'm like, like that's the the irony of the entire thing is like you buy a seat at a concert, nobody fucking is sitting. I'm old, oh, dude. Like, see. my back hurts. <laughs> that is the same with me. I remember we had gone to a college football game. We went to an Ole Miss football game a few years ago. Well, it was probably like 10 years ago or something. SEC football. Everybody. And this, it just so happened, this was like a five overtime game. And we were right outside the student section. You know, we drove down from Missouri down to Ole Miss. I'd never been to an Ole Miss game before. It was a fantastic experience. And the entire time, everybody was standing, except for my wife and I. We just sat there, and I just looked at the butts of the people in front of me, and I was like, I just, I don't want to stand for six hours. Yeah. And that's the same with music, with any any place I go. I want to sit. I'm an old guy now. Any concert I want to go to, I want to go where people sit. I want it to be air-conditioned. I, I want there to be just like 50 people. I don't want to be around a whole bunch of people That's either. What I'm saying she needs to do like a really small venue tour, like for the old people, like a senior citizen show. 
Like, well, I, we'll do the best we can, and then I'm I'm gonna put it all out there for you to go because I think you would uh, you would enjoy it. I do love me some Tay Tay. Where can people find your account if they want to come check you out? You're on Instagram. I am. That's I don't know like, which account you want to promote. I'm just be squeezy, and I'm really boring. If you're be dot squeezy, right? Yes, and if you don't like hunting, don't come. Well, we've already kind of determined that even if you don't like hunting, but you're in the garden community <laughs> and you're having problems with certain squirrels or critters, deer. Yes, I'm very good critters. at um, varmint control. Varmint control. Yes. Look, I, I, I totally understand. No matter what we're all into, you're going to find people that like you that are indifferent to you and then absolutely hate what you're doing. Vomit emoji. The vomit emoji people. I guarantee you there's there's probably more than 18% that would that would associate the vomit emoji with just me, just knowing me. I uh. I definitely need one of these days I may just say, "Look, I'm going to be gone for a few days if you just want to come out." The trick and is just take care of my summer, issues. Man, that's tricky. I have to bust out the bow for that. Yeah. You have to be a little sneaky or whatever, nighttime and in and out like a ninja. Yeah. Turn your uh, patio camera off. Cameras will go off. Lights <laughs> will go off. I'm sure you probably have some infrared hunting lights or something. I do, I do have night vision something. goggles. See, there you go. It's for coyotes. Night vision goggles, but you're wearing like a gaming USB headset with your Surface laptop. I had to pull some strings with the IT department today. Times are tough. Looks Looks like we're getting ready to play a little Call of Duty or something with you. I was playing Xbox before this. Were you really? I was. What do you play on there? I like the two-player games because I so I used to play like Halo back in the day, um, forever ago. But right now I'm playing Overcooked, and it's like the dumbest fucking game ever. You like basically is it a shooting game no, or what? It, you're like a chef, and you just have to like chop shit and cook stuff <laughs> and like turn it in, and it's like the dumbest game ever, but like super hard. <laughs> So that sounds like games like us old people play. Like I, there's a little app that I, or a little game on my phone. It's like a sushi, sushi chef. Yeah. And like customers come in and I have to make uh-huh. all the little sushi yeah, it'll things. Be like, it's I want so a basic. Thing. So like, it's like you have to put the rice in the pot and then you have to put the rice paper on the plate and then you have right. to put like slice a cucumber and put it on there, combine the three exactly. and turn it in. It's like the dumbest fucking game ever, but. I mean, I'm like Gordon Ramsay on this bitch, and the people I'm playing with, I'm like screaming at them, like, "God damn it! How did you?" Is not it multiplayer? It is multiplayer. You oh can my God. you can play online, and the people that play online are fucking ruthless. Like, they will boot you from the game if you don't do good in the first round. It's wow. not good if you have like self esteem issues. Well, shoot, maybe that's gonna be a, a podcast or a podcast episode down the road or something if I get involved with that. And I've never so. played with a headset purposely because I would just not want to hear the shit they're yelling at me if I like accidentally fuck something up. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, Carolina, I appreciate you doing this uh, with me. It was fun. I'm glad it was you. That was uh, my Taylor Swift yeah. Sherpa. And uh, I'm going to go and listen. Actually, I've got two options. One... I can either go to my boys' hockey game, which started like 30 minutes ago, but I think I'm going to miss that. So I may just go upstairs and put on... One of your four copies of Midnight's. Or... One of the four... Co- or, what or color am four. I feeling tonight? You should listen to I may pull out... All four and then report back if any of them sound slightly different. I wouldn't... See, I wouldn't be surprised. I actually thought that if you got all four copies that there was like a hidden track or something, but I don't think there is. Uh, there are seven hidden tracks, but you had to buy the Lavender Edition CD. Oh, the CD yeah. had the hidden tracks? Yeah. Was that like, like the 3 a.m. Yeah. version that they were talking about? Mm-hmm. But it's not on vinyl? On record? Looks like you got to go shopping, buddy. I can't. I can't even admit. Like, I didn't even tell my wife I did this. She'll, like, I'm waiting. She'll notice. When there's just she, a clock I mean, on I am going to be in so much trouble when... She goes over there, and my boys will go over and look, and they'll be like, "Oh, did you get a new Taylor Swift album?" Just four. well, what are the other three that look exactly like it right next to it? Different languages. <laughs> be like, one's in Swedish. It's fine. Uh, well, I, I, 
I, I enjoy it. Uh, like I said, it's almost like art pieces for me. And I do like the album. I do like her latest one. So, all right. Well, I will keep you posted on when this goes up. Uh, we're kind of done here. Thank you guys for listening to another great episode of the Tossing Salad Podcast. I'll tell you what, if you guys like that interview there, we've got a whole bunch of other ones to where we've sat down with people from behind their social media gardening accounts, just kind of getting to know them. Go back, take a listen to a few of those. There may be some people that you guys know and follow, and then there may be some that you guys have no idea who they are. I guarantee you guys are going to like them. If you get the opportunity, toss us a review on one of your podcast platforms, whichever ones you guys listen to. The Tossing Salad Podcast is now on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. We're working on getting our content up on YouTube and TikTok. But if you can give us a follow there, that'll help out the show. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time.